the Lord. So I just want to get ready. All right. Uh, let's just start. Let's go to Hebrews because I want to talk about faith. Our faith. How good he sees. Oh, I'm going to put my glasses on because I won't see nothing. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to go there and start off. All right. Uh, and, you know, I know we talk about faith and faith, but we need to keep on growing in faith, you know. Amen. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's what the scripture says, you know. But the thing is, like, uh, you know, we read in the scriptures, like, you know, uh, when, when the Lord's dealing with the, the disciple, ye of little faith, you know, he says, oh, man, you know, uh, uh, he says, how is it that you have no faith, you know? And then the Lord says, when I come back on the earth, would I find faith, you know? Then on the flip side, you have like, you have like Stephen, just full of faith, you know? It's like, wow, I mean, that, you know, you read about Stephen, the guy was, whoo, you know, uh, full of faith. And then you had uh, also Barnabas, also full of faith, you know? And like he says, you know, when you read the scriptures in the Old Testament, there's many men that was full of faith, you know? Especially Enoch. You think about Enoch. He walked with God for 300 years. You have to have some faith, you know? So let's read our Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1, um, verse 1. He says here, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, all of you are here are saved. What a me- That's uh, like... You never, once you tasted the Lord is good, and now he transformed you. You didn't know that, wow, I didn't see this was going to be like this. I was going to be like this. A man of God, walking with the Lord and have fellowship with him. It's an amazing thing, by putting your faith in Jesus Christ and have you be transformed, you know? Look at verse 3, you know? This, chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Now this verse, I just read this verse, and it just blows me away all the time I read it. The true faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made with the things which do appear. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, you make something out of nothing. I mean, I, it's like here, but there's air here. There's H2O right here. God made something out of nothing. That just keeps me blown away. How did he do that, you know? Yeah. It's just amazing that we serve uh, the creator. He is created. And one thing, like he said, going back there, he created us a new person in us. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Like, um, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He made us something new, something beautiful, you know? And he's still developing that in us, you right? Look at verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. He, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that literally seek him. That's what we're doing here. Thank you for First Bible Church that we love this book. Thank you for the God has given us a book, you know. Many people are going away from the book. Amen. And how they, can they stand if they don't have the book? Yeah. That's, you know, the thing is, you know, we're living in the last days. and You can't be putting the book on the shelf, you know. The whole idea is to read the book. He's got no pictures, but, it puts, but he's got words, you know, so they can grow by. Look at verse 5. We're talking about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Oh, I can't wait for that one. That's, oh, oh, I'm looking for the rapture of the church fast. Hey, I'm looking for the great escape. Amen, I'm looking for this great escape. Oh, you're, you're chicken. Amen, I'm a chicken. I'm not, I'm not worrying about, you know, hey, why would I want to go through pain and suffering, you know? And we go through pain and suffering, you know? But I don't want to go through the great tribulation. And everything's setting up for that thing, you know? It's crazy stuff. But look at this here. By faith, Enoch, did I do it again? Oh, no. Okay, I saw something. 
Uh, he says here, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, but was found, but was found because he was translated, that God has translated him. And before his translation, before all that happened, he had a testimony that he pleased God. Amen. See what we said? But without faith it's impossible to please him. Enoch pleased him. He walked with him. Imagine that, 300 years. And he talked about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all these angels in Jude chapters in the land, just before Revelation. 10,000 of them, that's us. He's talking about us. Genesis, he's talking about us in the future. And God says, come on home. Come on home. It's a picture. And like he says, how long did, Jesus, how did, how long did Enoch live? 365 years. We live in every day of the year is 365 years. He wants us to walk with the Lord 365 days, morning, noon, and night. That's about what he wants. You know? So I want to talk like, you know, how do we build up our faith? You know, how do we have great faith like the Gentiles? I mean, the, uh, the centurion. Or be full of faith, right? Or like, you know, like, you know, like he says, that uh, Gentile woman, uh, the woman. She had great faith. Ain't that something? I mean, the ants are like, I, I don't give my bread to, to dogs. You know, you know, that's kind of sarcastic, you know, to, you know, to a woman, you know, she's just looking to get some help from her daughter. And he says, even, even the dogs that eat, that, you know, the, the, they say, even the dogs that eat the crumbs that fall to the master's table. What a blessing that is. And like, I haven't found great faith like this in all, you know, that was with the chair and chair. But he says, I haven't found, this is great faith. This is a Gentile woman. The centurions are Gentiles. Yeah, the Gentiles are going to get in, you know. If, if the Jews don't want it, I'll take it, you know. Amen. That's the whole idea. But the thing is, understand something. How do we build up a faith? We build up a faith because he's faithful. That's the only way. He's been faithful in all things. He gave us rain in season, right, to the just and the unjust. He gave us food. He took care of me, you know. He took care of you. He didn't go without. So the, the first thing I want to talk about, like he says, you go with, look at, we're going to go search the scriptures here. Go to 1 Timothy 1.15. 1.15. 1 Timothy 1.15. It's a great verse. Um, it says here, you there? Just say amen. amen. I'll, I'll keep going. All right, this is a faithful saving, worthy, worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. I could raise my hand. I am chief. I am chief. I'm just as wicked as Paul. All right. If I had the authority, I would just do just as much as he would done. You know, we're no different than Paul. You know, know, we are murderers. You know, we're adulterers. We're all that kind of stuff. But now he came to save me. The likes of me. What a blessing it is. You know, the thing is, let's go to 1 Corinthians. One of the things, you know, he wants... Is fellowship. Imagine the Lord delights. You know, first Corinthians chapter ten. I'm sorry. No, first Corinthians chapter one. I'm sorry. First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one. Look at verse nine. See, God is faithful. God is faithful. He says, like he says, he says it. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine. God is faithful. By whom ye are called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. He, 
He wants us to come and fellowship with us. You know? Like he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, right? Why he has to knock? I've been saved, right? He says, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the saints. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I would sup with him. He would sup with me, right? That's fellowshipping, right? But why he has to knock? He should, he, just, he should have the open door. Just come right in. But, you know, he's not gonna, he knows that you've got problems. Just like Adam. Where are you, Adam? Where are you hiding? Where are you hiding? Hey, Andrew, why are you not open the door? Well, it was filthy in there. You were filthy before that. How dirty you were before that. And now you're worrying about how filthy you are now? Are you ashamed of me? That's what happened with Adam. He was ashamed. Not being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wants fellowship. Amen. What a blessing it is to have fellowship with the Savior. Amen. You know? And so then, we're going to go travel around. Hey, okay. All right. You know? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Philippians. Philippians. That I may know him. That's a good verse, right? right. That I may know him. That's a fellowship. Oh, what a fellowship that is. Paul, like, do you want to know him? Yes, I want to know him. Okay, let's, let's look at the verse. That I, for, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him. I want to know him personally. Amen. Right? Personal. It's a personal relationship. Yes. He's the bride. I'm the bridegroom. You know, the thing is, he knows all about me. He knows every head on my head. Do I know every hair on his head? Yes, I do look through a glass eye, but one day I'll see him face to face. Amen. He says here, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. A resurrected life, you know? And the fellowship. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Can we not go there? And the fellowship of his suffering. He had to suffer things. You know, the scorn. Like in Psalm 69, he's a, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, he's a drunkest song. He's the song of the drunkards. You know, imagine that. The Pharisees didn't believe him. You know, the religious people didn't leave him. You know, the power of resurrection, the fellowship of suffering, and be conformable unto his death. Look at verse 8. Yet doubtless, I count all things but loss. All my education, you know, all things I know, it's a waste of time. But I use it. You know, you go to college, you get, you know, there's a, every, everybody's got a lingo. I work on a railroad, you had a lingo on a railroad. If you work as an electrician, there's all linguists. But the thing is here, yet Dallas, I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered all, suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dunk, that I may win Christ. I want to know him. The more I get to know him, the better I be. You know, listen, listen, I, I mean, I told him I, when I used to work and all that, you know, I told him about the Lord Jesus. What about yourself? What about? I says, listen, if he's got the Lord Jesus Christ in his heart, God would take care of him and feed him. Even if he sweeps the streets, God take care of you. He take, you know, he take care of a guy like me. He would take care. But he wants us to know him, to know him better, man, you know. That's the whole idea, so that we have a communion. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. It's a communion. We just had a communion. You know, what? Of the bread and wine, which is represent the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Remember what I did for you. And look, I got something for you in the future. It's a fellowshipping thing, you know? You know, 
before I read that, there's a, in Proverbs 831, it says here, rejoicing, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delight is war with the sons of men. He delight to hang out with us. <laughs> he's pure, he's clean, I'm dirty, I'm filthy, but he came to wash us in his blood. Uh, he's a faithful witness, right? But look what he says here in 13. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 14, it says here, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. you got the fullness of God in you. It says it right there. Jesus Christ of the Lord, I mean, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost. you got the whole package deal. You know, and why are we grieving the Holy Spirit of God? Why do we want to go that way? You know? Into sin. He wants fellowship. He des- delights to have fellowship. Like he says, don't you, you know, like he says, be a scholar, be read like Christmas. He wants a cleaner. He says, can I come and reason with you? That's what he's saying to the dog. Can I come and reason with you? Amen. I know you, 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 you know, you're bad off. How are you doing today? Amen. Well, not a good, that's not good, you know? You, know, you don't understand. Imagine you telling God, you don't understand. You had people, I mean, I had saints coming up to me and say, Andy, you don't understand. Well, I don't understand. What, tell me, what, what, what is it? What is it? Tell me what I don't understand. But you imagine you're telling God, God, you don't understand. And his Bible says, his understanding, his understanding is infinite. Well, there's something wrong with that picture right there. God, you don't understand what I'm going through, you know. God understands what all we're going through. And he just wants fellowship with you. Can I help you out? Can I wipe your tears away? Can I build you up? That's the fellowship. And we neglect the fellowship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at it here. Go to 1 John. 1 John, chapter 1. 1 John, chapter 1. Oh, man. Imagine, he rose from the dead. He appeared to the disciples. Um, I mean, there's, there's a scripture in the Corinthians that... They had a church service with 500 members at one time. What was that all about? I want to see that. The resurrected Christ and 500 saved people at the church service. Were they worshiping? I mean, what were they doing? Was he preaching? I would have loved to have been there, brother. But look at this here. Look at 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning... Right, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the words of life. This is after the resurrection. They touched him. They touched the Savior, the resurrected. Verse 2, and for the life was manifest, we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. Come on, join the party. Come on, join. Come on, everybody's involved. Everybody can get in. It's free. Whosoever come, let him taste of the water of life. Drink of the water of life, you know. Whosoever shall have everlasting life. And it says here, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. What a blessing, man. Man, you know, you don't walk alone no more. Amen. You know, when I was lost, 
I was alone. I had no one there. But now I'd save. Well, he, you know, he's always right there. You know, though I walk to the valley of death, I shall feel no evil. He's right there. Or he corrects me with the rod and he comforts me with the staff. What a blessing it is, you know. Amen. He wants to chase us to what? To be holy and righteous before him. That's a fellowship, right? All right, let's go to the second one. Let's go here. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. See, we're trying to build up. He's faithful to have fellowship with us, and he's faithful to correct us and to guide us. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. I'm going to read, I mean, 12, 13. And look at it. You know this here. But wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. The behind minded, like, like John says, I'm not worthy to unloosen his shoes. Whew, you know? You know, when we stand before God, we bow down. You know? We bow down. And we bow down before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And only by him, by touching me. You know, I said, Lord, because I can't even look upon thee. You know, I got the filthy eyes. He's got the pure eyes, you know? But he says here, look at verse 13. There had no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful. You know? God is faithful. He'll lead you. Hey, come on. There's the door. Open door. Get out of there. You know? God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to what? Escape. A run. Get out of there. Right? That he may be able to bear. To Listen. You, you know, the temptation is, don't be deceived. When he told the disciples, he said, when will be the end of the time? And the first thing he says, be not deceived. Don't fall into apostasy. Don't run away from God. Yes. You know, listen, don't get caught in, the, in worldliness, you know. You know, go to Mark. Mark, uh, Mark chapter, chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. You know what's going to choke the word? You know, you got dawns around you. What do you do with dawns? You pull them out, you know. You pull them out. Because if you don't pull them out, guess what it's going to do? It's going to choke you. It's going to choke the word. Look at this. I'm just going to look at, you know, this is a sower, right? This is the, the dirty one. But look at this one. We'll start with 17. Let me see. No, no. 18. 18. And these are they which are sown among dawns, such as hear the word. Talk about the world. Love not the world, the things of the world, Right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. It's not of the Father. All right? Verse 19. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter it and choke the word and become unfruitful. You know, we want to be fruitful. And then, like he says, you know, the thing is, we got, when God opens the door for us to escape, we got to get out of there. We got to run. Okay, go to Proverbs chapter 4. 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 Yeah, we need to just flee, right? Look at Proverbs chapter 4. Look at verse 13. We'll read 13 down to 19. Take fast hold of instruction. We got the instruction book, all right? There's a door open. Like he says, he wants us to run from sin, right? 
Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not in the path of the wicked. You read Proverbs 1. Let us. Join us. Come on. We got a great spoil. Come on. Don't worry about that. Take care. You know, just join us. No, no. I don't want to join you. You know, when I got saved, you know, we had an accident. We all get together and they well, you got your story, right? I got your story. I got this story. Then when I got saved, it says, no, I'm going to tell the truth. Ah, oh, Andy, come on. You got to give me a break, you know? I said, no, no. I'll tell you something. When I told the truth, boy, it was a lot easier on us, you know? What a blessing on that, you know? Honestly, it does work, you know? He says, enter not in the path of the wicked. Go not in the ways of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. Get away from the wicked men. Because you know what they're going to do? You know, most likely, you know, you ever say, you know, they probably won't get caught. You'll get caught. You know? Verse 16. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. Guess who they're looking for you to fall? They're Christians. They want to make a mockery, not of you, but the testimony of Jesus Christ. When David fall, cause the bad testimony. And you know, we don't want to be a bad testimony. And that's why you have to fight the good fight of faith. Right? For they sleep, okay, um, verse 17. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But how about this? But the path of the just is a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And the way of the wicked is darkness, and they know not what they stumble. Let us shine. Go to First Peter. Here's another one. First Peter. First Peter. Let's travel. First Peter. First Peter chapter 1. You're going to get into temptation, you know? You know? But fight the good fight, you know? You know? Listen, you got families. You got coworkers. You got employment. You got all these pressure, peer pressure. Talk about peer pressure. We're not going to get out of peer pressure until we get to heaven, right? No matter, you know, you got peer pressure in the schools, you got peer pressure like at home with families and friends next door. They're trying to push you away from God. You got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the faith. Okay. All right? But look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. Where was that verse here? Okay. Look at verse uh, 6. Uh, six. Look at, let's start with 6. Wearing. Wherein he greatly rejoiced, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness to manifold temptation. And if you look at, um, I think it's in, uh, what did I tell you, it was first, uh, uh, first Peter chapter 4, there's manifold grace. Where sin abound, grace do much more abound. Amen. Remember, like it says, you know, this thorn in the side, what Paul was talking about, Amen. my grace is sufficient for thee. There's a manifold temptation, but you could go to the throne of grace and get some grace, get some help in time of need, right? Amen. That's the whole thing. He's faithful. He's going to supply all you need according to the riches of his grace, right? Like he says here, verse 7, that the trials of your faith be much more precious. Paul, Peter talked about precious. Seven times in his epistles, you know, the precious Lord, the precious blood, you know, the precious promises. But your faith is precious to God. It's like, mm, oh, give me some more, give me some more, give me some more. Oh, that's what the Lord said. Hey, I like that, you know. They said, and the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes to 
though it be tried in the fire, it may be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearance. Imagine that at the judgment seat. Well done, our good and faithful servant. Because your faith, it's all about your faith in Jesus Christ. I trusted you in this. You got me through it. I trust you in this. You got me through it. All right? We've got to go through temptation. And we want to quit. But don't quit. The world is going to fall apart. It's falling apart. You know? Verse 8. Whom have not seen, ye love. Amen. I haven't seen him. And when, when, uh, when, uh, what's his name? Um, Thomas fell down. Oh, but he said, now you worship me because you have seen. But blessed are those who did not see me. Amen. Oh, I can't wait to see my Lord and Savior. Oh, like it says, whom have not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. How many, how many times is that? Ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable, full of glory. You know, you said, David said, thou will show me the path of life. In his presence, fullness of joy. At his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. And David says, I'm not satisfied when I appear with thy likeness. I can't wait for him. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul, of which the salvation, the prophet, what the prophet had to go through. The prophet's got, you know, he had to taste that bitter mirror. You know, they, you know he was, they were outcasts. What did Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, Ezekiel, Isaiah, what they had to go through. Daniel, all these guys had to go through. Of which salvation the prophet will have inquired and searched generally, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Amen. What a blessing, you know? When whatever temptation, God's going to get you through it. But believe in him. Trust him. Cry unto him. Thank God we can pray to him. We can go in our little closet, wherever we want to go. And we know, like it says, God, listen, you know I'm feeble, I'm weak, I'm dust ball. You know, I don't know what's up or what's down. But he'll get you to it. He'll get you to it. Go to Thessalonians. I want to go talk another one. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Okay, that's going to fall in the book. Okay. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Look at verse 23 and 24. This is what God wants. He wants to clean you up. But he wants you to, you know, he's going to keep his, you know, he's going to keep his promise, his covenant with you. But would you keep his commandments? Would you love him? Would you go to him? Would you seek him? Look at verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, that I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body preserve blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 24. Faithful is he that calleth you, we also will do it. Amen. Being confident in this very thing, he will, what he said, he will perform what, but I messed that up, right? Let me do that. Being confident in this very thing, he that will begin to work in you will perform it today of Jesus Christ. Amen. He will perform it. Let him work in you. Don't close the door on him. Let him turn you upside down. Let him chasing you. What are you chasing you for? So that you can smile a little bit to, in whatever adversity you go to. You know, look at 2 Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy, chapter 1. 2 Timothy. This is Paul. 2 Timothy, chapter 1. Look at Paul. You, think he, you don't think he suffered? Woo! He suffered a lot. 
I just want to see what he looked like after he got beat up so much. You know, he, even though his, you know, his, his, uh, his speech was contemptible, but his body was probably contemptible to, to look at, you know? you know. Being whipped five times. Stone. Stone. And with this stick. And I talked to a Jewish saved man. Yeah? And uh, see if, you, if I'm correct. What they do is they, they make you like an X and they hang you up like this. And you got a little better basement on the bottom. And they hit you with a stick until you bleed. And the blood, can't, you know. What kind of, you know, your bones, you know, hood? You're talking about back problems? I think Paul had back, really back problems. Whip five times, where do you get whipped? In the back. Hit with a stick on the back. Three, so they say time. I think he had back problems. That's why your doctor looked for always with him, you know? Whew. But look here, 2 Timothy. This is what Paul says. Yeah? Verse 12. For which cause I also suffered these things. Wow, you know? Whatever we go through, it's just, it's just a light affliction. Compared to all glory. Oh, it hurts. It hurts, uh, you know. Hey, listen. People go through stuff. I mean, I, you, know, you, you, you know, you hear stuff. I mean, you know, we talk to brothers and sisters and all that. They're going through stuff. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. For which cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power on God. It's the salvation. Amen. To the Jews first and to the Gentiles. To the Greeks. I'm not ashamed. Why were you ashamed? But Paul says, I am not ashamed, for I know who I believe and persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed, which is my soul, unto him against that day. There's going to be a day, that day, that glorious day when we see him. We're going to stand before him beautifully. I mean, listen, listen, I don't sing good, but he's going to give me a noble voice. But I sing as loud as I can for the glory of God. He's good to me. I want to be faithful to him because he's been faithful to me. You know, what a blessing he is, you know. Like he says. Okay, let's go to Second 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 Thessalonians chapter three. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three. Yeah. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three. Well, let's read from one down. Because you're going to see, you're going to deal with people that has no faith. All right? Verse 1. Finally, my brethren, pray for us that, that the word of the Lord may be f- have free course. That's what we pray for. For boldness that we could have uttered the things concerning God, concerning salvation, concerning that they, they may have also the fellowship that we have fellowship with him. We want to share, right? You know? Share, share like, you know. Yeah, you know, we share gospel, right? Finally, we're bread. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to, I don't go, but the charismatic, you know, share, share, like, you know, you know. Finally, we're bread. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Even though God lighted every man that comes into the world, they could have it, but they refused to take it. Verse 3, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and keep you from evil. He will keep you from evil. Stay away from the evil. Like it says, like it says, don't fall, you know, like it says, there's going to be smooth talkers out there. Go to, uh, look at, go to Romans. Romans chapter 16. 
Yeah, they're going to talk sweet to you. Yeah. The lost are going to talk sweet to you. I mean, those who profess to be saved, they're going to be talking sweet to you. You got religious out there, they're going to be talking sweet to you. But if you don't know the word of God, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, I mean, I, I was, you know, talking with Brian about the sober witness. This, you know, I, I can't find it, I can't remember. But the Jehovah's believe, they don't believe in hell. One time I was dealing with a Jehovah Witness, he got mad at me. You're going to hell. He said, you can't do me that because you don't believe in that, you know? <laughs> I always have fun. I have fun with them, you know? They don't believe in hell. They don't believe in the soul. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't believe Jesus Christ is God. Now, I forgot what the fifth one is. If you find that, let me know, right? But look at him. All right, where, where I was going? Okay, let's see. All right. First Corinthians, I said First Corinthians. Romans. 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 Well, okay, okay, 16. There, I got my head. Okay, wake up. Okay. Look at this. Says. Now, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division. Ooh, ooh. You know, God allow heresy to come into the church? See where you stand? Are you standing on the word of God? Can you recognize the heresy and the lies that's going to come into the church? I mean, I said, why would you put that there? You know, why can't we just go all get along with the gospel of Jesus Christ? God wants to see where you stand. Where is your heart is? And I, may, I beseech you, brethren, mark them that cause division or offense contrary to the doctrine. Doctrine is very much, very important. He said that when Paul says, give yourself over to reading, exhortation, and doctrine. Very important. You know? You know, one guy went on and he said, I want to I I I teach, I want to, you know. I said, have you read the Bible? He said, no. How are you going to teach if you don't read the Bible? <laughs> you know, this, this, you know, these are beloved Christians, okay? You know? <laughs> All right? Okay, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offense contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. I hope you learned some doctrine. There's a lot of doctrine about the word of God, about salvation, redemption, justification, all that good stuff, you know? Avoid them. Remember? Temptation. Avoid them. Get out of them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies. They make money off you. They'll make merchandise off you. That's what the Bible says. You know? Yeah. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by good words and fair speech deceive the heart of the simple. You know? Hey, listen, you, I mean, I, I got saved in the Assembly of God Church. You know? They had some good orators, but wrong doctrine. You got to watch that. And they're making money. I remember, I remember me, me and my buddy were sitting down, and there's a guy preaching. And I says, wow, he's got a nice shirt. What is that, sl- uh, silk or something? Look at those shoes. How much he paid for those shoes, you know? And he's preaching the gospel, and he's good, too. Got to watch for that. Verse 19, for your beating is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but, ye, but yet I would have you to be wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And I like 20. I can't, I, gotta, I can't put that out because one day, God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Amen. Go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. 1 Peter. All right? He wants to establish you. He wants to make you strong. You know? 1 Peter, chapter 5. 1 Peter, chapter 5. What a blessing. What a blessing. He's going to establish you. Like it says, he wants fellowship. He knows he's going to go through troubles. I'm going to carry you through that, you know. Uh, like it says, you know, uh, what was the third one? I forgot even the third one. He says, yeah, uh, he will, you know, he will, he will, on the day of Jesus, he will make you perfect. 
And he wants to establish you here on earth as you walk with him. Look at First Peter ch- chapter 5, verse 6 to 11. Read this. Let's read. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exhort you in due time. Cast, out, cast all your cares upon it, for he cares for you. Right? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he devour. Yeah. Whom you receive, whom receive steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction and the accomplishment in your brethren that are in the world. Verse 10. But the, but the God of all grace, who had called us unto the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that he have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. You know, you break that four down like perfect he, to make you sound and complete and strong, right? Settle to make you fix on him, you know? And to be strengthened, to be made strong. Like we told, he told, you know, he said, I, he, uh, Jesus Christ says, I pray for you, Peter. When thou be converted, strengthen thy brethren. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God wants to do it. And settle, you know, he just wants to settle you. Look at, look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3 about that settlement. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. 14. I'm just going to read. This is, I mean, I look at Ephesians, it's just a love story for us. When you read Ephesians, it's just a love story, especially the first three chapters, especially in chapter 3. Look at verse 14. For this go I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family is in heaven and earth's name, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. That's why he wants to fight. If, he, if I can get inside here, everything will be good on the outside. I want to straighten out the heart. The heart is what? Deceitful, wicked. 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 You know, what's come out of it? Adultery, murder, envy, spice, all that good stuff, huh? That's all in us. But he wants to change us. That, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that he be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend what all the saints, that's what we're doing right now. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Comprehend, what is it? The love of Christ in you. And that you can tell it to other people how God can change you and make you a different person. Make a, a child of God. And that you can love the unlovable. And you can pray for them. And you can bless them. Ooh, you know? You know? Bless them who curse you. You know? Tough stuff. You know? It's tough stuff. But you know what? You can do it. Amen. Amen. Not you, but Christ in you, the Amen. hope of glory. Amen. You got to ask him. If you don't ask him, he, you know, he can't do it. So you, let's see how you do it. Yeah. You're not going to do it. You know? But like he says, may, may be able to help you with all the saints. What is the breadth and length and depth and height? That's a lifetime. Amen. Just studying those four words about the love that he has for us. I always tell, take a swim. <laughs> take a swim into this, you know, the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. And to know the love of Christ with passing knowledge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're trying to get knowledge. This is way beyond, you know. We don't know what's out there. You know, one day we're going to be out there with him. You know, I mean, we went, I went to a penitentiary one time, and I just it was, it was homeschool, and 
they were like looking at the stars. I'm going to take a 20 minute nap because these kids are killing me, you know? And, I, and I, as we're doing them, and they talk about, you know, they can look up the heavens, but it bounced back. And I walk up, he says, You're not going to see God's heaven, not with unpure eyes, because it's, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ferment out there, it's a sea out there. The key, but one day, I'm going to go through that. All of us who call upon the Lord, it's going to go through that. Yeah. Verse it says here, now unto us, oh, you know, verse 19, and now, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that he may be filled with all the fullness of God. We just read that. We have, we have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit. We couldn't communicate with that. What a blessing that is. Verse 20, now unto him that is able to exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that working in us. We don't know what's working in us sometimes, you know? I don't know what's working in me, but God is saying, won't you tap in? Won't you tap in? Oh, what a blessing it is. Go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. No, no. I got one. Uh, go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter. We're going to have to suffer some days, but one day, oh, what a blessing. One day, oh, no more suffering. He will wipe all the tears away, all the sorrows, all the sufferings. You know, he, said, and he, said, he said, my words are true and faithful. I can't wait. You know, he's true. And we need to just trust him to be true in our life. And then we're walking in. It's like walking in newness of life, you know. What I said, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. Verse 19. Okay. Wherefore, let them that suffer. Ooh. And if you read Peter, there's a lot of suffering going on. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their soul. That's the most important thing. Do not worry what they do to their body. After they destroy, they can't do no more. But do worry about who can destroy both body and soul. And I always like, what does that mean, Lord? You know, you're going to raise up the dead who doesn't believe you and have body, soul, and time, hand, and foot so he can go headlong? I don't know. It's just crazy stuff, you know? I'm glad I'm saved. I don't have to worry about this, you know, about losing my salvation. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. He's the creator. He made, like he says, he created us. Like he says, um, this, uh, uh, he says here, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avail anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Amen. I am a new creature. Amen. I might not look like a new creature, I take a shower now and then, you know, so, you know, you know, clean up. But I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, you know. And I try to be humble and kind and considerate and compassionate, you know. I'm learning these things. I didn't know these, these words. I didn't know about sanctification. These words, like, well, what, is, what, what does righteousness mean? Sanctification, purification, propitiation, all that. I didn't know none of that stuff, you know. And then I got to read the word. I said, whoa. When I got saved, somebody gave me advice. He said, read your Bible and pray. It's okay. Sounds like a good idea. It's easy, you know? And I just read, pray, read, and pray. Did I understand? Nah. I just kept up reading and praying. He's the faithful Christ. He made something new out of me. Amen. He kept working in me. He kept with you know, all the words. I mean, one of the favorite stories is like, I like Samson with a, with a what do you call it, a, uh, ass goat, ass goat. And he's whipping a thousand men. I said, well, that, I like that, you know. I like to whip a thousand guys, you know. You know, oh, man, that's fun, you know. You know he was exhausted. He said, where's the water, right? But, but there's this, I, said, I like kind of stories like that, you know. Victory, because you're going to have a thousand folds upon you. 
You need God's, you need that, uh, uh, that ass, what's that, ass head or something like that? What was it? Jawbone of an ass. Oh, yeah, jawbone of an ass. Man, what a weapon, you know? <laughs> jawbone of an ass, and he whipped a thousand. What a blessing to know that, you know? But you're going to have, you better have a jawbone of an ass because you're going to have a thousand foes. You're going to have a thousand foes. I don't care who you are, male, female, whatever it is, young or old, you're going to have a foes. They're going to come after you. That's a picture that, hey, you can defeat them with God's help, you know? Okay, let's go. Let's, let's see more. Okay, suffering, 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 suffering. All right. Oh, okay. The faithful creator. All right. Let's go. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. 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 Like it says, he's the faithful creator. You know what also? He keeps promises. He keeps promises. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. He keeps promises. Oh, we've got plenty of time. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he, that's, for he is faithful that promise. He's got a promise. He can't lie. The Bible says he, it's impossible for God to lie. He says a promise of eternal life which God cannot lie. Let God be true and every man a liar. God can't lie. He ain't going to lie to you. The only problem is when he tells you the truth, he's like, well, come on, you, come on you, know, you don't like the truth. The truth hurts. So that's what the Bible says. You know? But he says, hold on to your profession. Go, look, look, at it. look at Hebrews. Go to Hebrews chapter 3. You don't have to endure it to the end, but he wants your faith to endure it to the end. You know, you know, he gave you the, you know, he gave you enough faith to believe in him. And like when you gave his life, when you gave your life to him, he took care of it. I'll tell you, he took care of me. I got saved 35 years ago. Or it's been better. Or had troubles. You know what? It's all in your hands, Lord. Look at Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Let me see where I am. Okay. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. Look what it says here. But Christ, who's the son over his own house, whose house are we? Right? He's, he, you've been bought with a price. You're not your own, right? Amen. Right? Whose house are we? He dwells in our house. He, he doesn't in a temple building. He dwells in Amen. us. Amen. This is the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Hold on to that. Hold on to that faith. Jesus Christ will never leave us, forsake us. What a blessing to know that. Look at the verse 14, the same chapter. For we are made partakers of Christ. Well, partakers of Christ, we, t- we just had a communion. We partake of them, right? If we hold the beginning of our confidence, steadfast to the end. He's talking about our confidence in Him. He's going to carry us up to glory. Look at uh, uh, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 4. Next verse. Chapter 4. Verse 14 and 15. Amen. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. He went through it all. Looking unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. He kind of all joy. Even though he was crucified. You know, I'm messed up there. I mean, looking at Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. 
who despise the chain, cut all your despise the chain. Enjoy the cross, despise the chain. Finish it. But he, he despised the shame. But he went for us so that we could have glory. Amen. With the on the, on the on the right hand says, Lord, remember me. And he says, you know, and he said, remember when they come into thy kingdom. He could have turned around and said, forget about it. You just laughed at me. You mock at me. That what all of us would do is somebody just laugh at you. Oh, always, you know, but Jesus Christ was compassionate. Amen. This day thou be in paradise with me. Amen. Praise the Lord for his kindness and mercy and compassion. Verse 14 to 15. And he says here, seeing then we have this great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus Christ, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Amen. Ooh, what a blessing it is. Look at uh, across page uh, 5, 8, and 9. Though he was son, yet learned he obedient by the things which he suffered and be made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. We can do it. But we just got to, you know, go to him. He's the one. He's the, like he says, he's not going to lie. Look at he, uh, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. Yeah. Yeah, like, when, when, it, when the truly religion was in the wilderness, you know, and like, you, you, and, and, uh, you had Balak and Balaam, right? And Balak got Balaam, hey, curse these people. And like, and it says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is the son of man that he should repent. Had he spoken, shall he not make it good? He's going to make it good with us. Amen. He's, you know, you're not, you're not going to curse this people. I'm going to bless these people. And they say, oh, man, they turn your back on it. The Jewish people turn their backs on it. But he says, they're my people. Amen. We, are, we are his people. Amen. We are peculiar people. Amen. Ain't that a blessing? You know, you know, in the Old Testament, they were peculiar people. In the New Testament, we're peculiar people. <laughs> yeah, they all work together, right? That's a blessing. You know? But like it says here, look at verse here. Verse 18. That by two immutable things... In which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who had fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor to our soul, both sure and steadfast, which enter into, into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner for us, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. That's a character right there, Melchizedek, you know? One, you know, it says, you know, you know, you know, without father, without mother, he was eternal. Guess what? That's us. Yeah, that's us. That's one day. You know? That's another thing. But, but the thing is, he promised us eternal life. And one day we're going to be with him. You know, first John, first John chapter two, verse 25, it says, and this is the promise that he had promised us even eternal life. You cannot lose it. You can't lose it. It's given to us. You know, if, if you walk away from God and you're saved, he's going to drag you up to heaven. Thank God for his salvation. It's staff as unmovable. You know, like I like when the pastor was preaching about the sanctification and the washing, you know, standing in the state, you know. Our relation is so important with him so that we can, hey, listen, we, you know, we don't have to kick. I mean, I would love to go to heaven on that chariot of fire. I would love that, man. Woo! I mean, Elijah got on there. He says, you know, you want a double portion, Elijah? Okay, you got to have it. I'm going to heaven, you know? Imagine going on a chariot, being escorted by the angels. We don't know about these things. 
But I mean, I have imagination. The streets of gold and all that stuff he has promised us. I'm looking for heaven. I mean, I thank God for all the good things that God has given us. But it all might go sour. But I'm looking up to heaven. I'm setting my sight. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. The things of the earth is going to burn. You know? You know? A couple more things. You know, like it says, if you broke fellowship with him, go to First John. First John, chapter 1. First John. First John. And you know this verse. He says, First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, that's all it is, confess your sins. Say, Lord, I blew it again. This tongue is always getting in trouble. I can't wait for the foot disease to get out. You know? we have, we, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ain't that something to know? Go to Revelation. Revelation. Jesus Christ, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. I love this verse. I think he's faithful. Uh, I want to be faithful to him. We can have a strong faith if we just continue to rely on his faithfulness. He's going to carry us through. And I, I just want to be a thankful creature of God. A soul. Look, he says here. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. Faithful witness. And the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Think about what he went through for us. Can we just do a little for him? And like he says, a couple of verses. Look at Revelation chapter 19. I like this. I like this, you know. I mean, I like to see it. I mean, I can't wait, you know. I always like when I, you know, you, know, you read your Bible, you know. And, and you read like it says, you know. We didn't read in uh, uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. And the whole world is going to see him. And they're going to say, oh, no, no. And then the Lord says, amen. I like that. I believe the Lord is going to like, like, you know, in Jericho, what they do? These, you know, they went every day, but on the seventh day, they circle Jericho seven times. I believe the Lord is going to circle the earth seven times. Torment the sinners. Torment to get saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Look at verse, um, look at 1911. Ah, I saw heaven open. This is John seeing this. I'm coming behind him. And, I, and it was funny. We, I, was, I was looking. We, was, we saw some horses. And there was like, on a record, there was a, a, a shy of a ghillie. And this horse was a pure white horse. And he was a monster. I don't know. Anybody know horses here? What's 20, what, 21 fingers? 21 hands? That's huge. He weighed 3,359 pounds. Beautiful white horse. I have a picture at home. I should have brung it on. And it says we're going to ride white horses. This thing was huge and powerful and beautiful. But look at him. And I saw heaven open. Behold, a white horse. That's victory. That's victory for us. Anybody that comes in with a white horse is victory. You know and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. He's faithful. And he's true. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. 
and the army which war in heaven. Here come, boys. We are, it's all of us. Yeah. It's all of us. It's all of us. And the army which are in heaven, file him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it he shall smite the nation. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. I mean, I can't wait for that day. I want him to stand on the throne. I want him to be king of kings over the whole earth. Because the whole earth is going wacky. Yeah, you know, they don't know what's up and they don't know what's down. They, they're doing flips, you know, and just, you know, they're shoving it in our face. I can't wait to God to shove it back into their face. You know, I mean, I mean I, I'm doing it out of love because they hate God. And he tread the winepress of the fiercest of the rather only mighty. And he had, he had an vesture, and on his die, a name written, King of King, Lord of Lord. Lord I want to go finish with this one verse. Uh, one verse, and I will just close in prayer. Thank you so much for putting up with the likes of me. For 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 2. God is faithful. I am unfaithful, but I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to him in all things. You know? Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Look at verse 11. We'll start with 10. And we'll read down to 13, which is closed. All right? But he says here, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake. This is Paul. That they may also attain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. You know, they say, you know, you know, when I got saved, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no has entered the hearts of man, the God, what God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, I love that verse. Oh, I can't wait for that thing to happen. But then when I read the judgment seat of Christ, ooh, no, I, no, I got to stand before God Almighty who can look right through me and know what's in my heart, what's in my mind. Ooh, that's scary, you know. But you know what? I'm going to try to live by faith. And if I lived by faith, he would see my heart, you know. All right, uh, verse 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, buried, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. The life that I live in the place, I live by the faith of the God who loved us and gave himself for me. So what can I do? Can I give him back to him? I'm a debtor. All right? It's a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Look at verse 12. If we suffered, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Not you lose salvation. It's going to be disgusting. It grieves. Like he says, you know, Jesus Christ has a heart. He says it grieved him that he made man. It grieved him. He has a heart, like all of us, you know. But look at church 12, verse 13. If we believe not, yet he abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. I don't want to get there. I want to, you know, I want to be faithful. I want to say like at the end, when the Lord sees us, thou good and faithful servant, come on in. Come into thy rest. Come into thy rest. So let's just close in prayer. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you for the scriptures. I thank you for you being so faithful, Lord. Lord, you're like he says, uh, your, your, your faithfulness is new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Oh, Lord, I just thank you so much for loving me and loving the saints here. I just thank you so much for being putting up with us, Lord. But, Lord, we want to be found faithful to you, Lord. 
So, Lord, just bless us as we go home, Lord, and just thank you so much, Lord, for being wonderful to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.